What's up, baby? Welcome to Refrag. I'm Drewface, and this is I'm Scooter, and we're back with another episode. A little delayed this time. We, you know, we're still figuring out the spacing and the schedule of this podcast, but we are guaranteeing you two episodes a week. We're gonna bring you all the hot takes, and we're just gonna go on like we normally do. Absolutely. And today's topic is FGC tier list. I'm tired of seeing these things because it creates such a division in the community. I don't get it. Look, this recent hotness on my Twitter feed is Guilty Gear Strive tier list. Let me tell you something, Scooter. I know you don't play fighting games, but this game just came out two fucking weeks ago. All right? Two fucking weeks ago. Why the fuck are there tier lists? Why is everyone thinking these are, like, here's my issue. I don't care about the tier lists themselves per se. I care what it does to the people, right? You know what it does to the people, Scooter? People think this is word of law. This is, like, objective. And then, no, tier lists are 100% subjective because, you know, back in the day, Scooter, back in the day, game, like, we did not have a lot of fighting games. There was, like, a dark age of fighting games where it was, like, 15 years of no new fighting games, maybe just Tekken, that's it. And during this time, there's a there was a little more magazine article or a magazine in Japan, and they would release like tier lists. But you know how they did it? These fucking journalists did their jobs, right? They they gathered they gathered commune of all the best players of this respective game. And these guys have been playing for years, like decades almost, right? They sit down together and they, they have a genuine discussion for like weeks on weeks on weeks about the numerical value of every matchup with all their characters. And then they came up with a tier list. So that's how these tier lists started. At first, they were like scientifically and methodically. It was still subjective because it was an opinion, right? But it was like the closest to an objective tier list of all time. Flash forward to 2020, dude, and 2021. These guys are just shitting out tier lists to get fucking analytics and get their metrics up. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of it because it's subjective and none of it's concrete. And people are acting like it's real and concrete. I'm like, dude, these... One, why are you making tier lists for a game that's two weeks old, right? This game hasn't even been developed by the community yet, and the game is still missing some features, key fucking features, right? So the game's not even developed yet. How the fuck do you know how high level is going to end up with in two fucking weeks, right? Like, just this week alone, Faust is considered a low-T character, but two Faust players won, like, 200-man tournaments online this week. That's fucking insane. And then now everyone's thinking Ram's not as good. You know why? Because Japan is saying that, right? And I know Japan used to play Guilty Gear for, like, they were, like, the gods of Guilty Gear, right? They only play Guilty Gear because the game didn't have proper online and it didn't have a simultaneous release. Therefore, that's why they're the gods out there. But now that everybody has an equal footing, no one knows what's good. Nobody knows what's good. And I hate that I see these fucking tier lists every fucking time. I'm sitting there, I'm like, Guys, why are you guys arguing over this? This is from a really skewed lens and perspective. Why the fuck? Who cares? Just play the fucking game. It's only been two fucking weeks. You're not going to win a tournament next week. You're not the elite 0.01% of talent. You're a fucking jobber online mashing buttons. Play whoever you have fucking fun with and learn the fucking game because it's a completely new Guilty Gear game. It's not the same game we've been playing for 30 fucking years. I mean, if like, let's be honest, I, like you said, I don't know FGC very well, but, uh, you know, if the menus don't even work yet, I I don't know if it deserves a a tier list quite yet. (laughs) You, I go, I still have to play 
speed runs with the fucking menu. They updated it and made it better. I will say one thing. The update did make the servers a little more stable, so I don't get the games disconnected. But I still have to play speed runs with the world on communicating to the servers to get to the menu, right? So why are we arguing about tier lists when we should... When we should be talking more about making the quality of life of the game much better. And I, I'm, I'm just tired of it. Because, like, it, it, I get it. The, the metrics on a tier list for your social media analytics, incredible, right? It's super divisive, right? But we got to stop doing this. We got to stop. Do- because it doesn't, it doesn't help anyone but the person making the tier list, right? It, does, it really doesn't. Because one image of characters, like, in a fucking ladder... Is not going to tell me like a, a long-term explanation of why they're even there, right? Maybe like a YouTube video like this one explaining what the tier list is about and from that perspective, right? Or maybe a fucking giant red label disclaimer that says, this is not fact because all these motherfuckers out here, these fucking scrubs, they're just saying that they're like, yes, yes, this is fact. My favorite player has told me that Soul is the best character, even though, even though, Soul is the most common character played. Oh my god. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yes, yeah, Soul looks very strong right now because it's easy to use, but like people are figuring shit out with like crazy other characters. Like, I don't know, like Zato's looking really good, right? Even though he might have a ton of bad. I don't even fucking know, right? I I'm not I play Ram. I'm a brain dead fucking player. I can't give my opinions on where characters should be, but I can give an opinion on this. Stop fucking believing these cloud chasers are, and like now I mean and really highly influential people about these tier lists when it's this early. Maybe they get together in a fucking commune in a in a round table and have a a political discourse about the characters and the state of the game. I will fucking take that tier list, right? Because at least they sat down, they talked it out together, and they were like, all right, let's try to get to the most objective, uh, unbiased view of this tier list. And then maybe I'll be like, all right, this is Maybe this is a tier list that is that is you know more reflective of the state of the game. Not these random Twitter posts about people shitting out their opinions when the game's two weeks old. You know, fuck yeah. that. I mean, there's a lot of uh, it, it. It can hurt the meta for the game, especially in its early stages. Yes. Like a yes. good a good example is uh, Valorant, for example. When they nerf, I know I always go back to FPS, but right. when they nerfed Sage originally. Obviously, Sage being one of the original characters, people, and because it was a trend, nobody played her anymore. It was Sage's shit. You shouldn't play her in ranked. Blah blah blah. She's barely being changed now. People are just learning that you know what she isn't as bad as people say she is, and there's different ways to play her, and that can that'll hurt any game, fighting game, FPS. If if big influencers or big posts that go viral dictate the meta and say like, let's say somebody in f tier is could actually be played to a high s tier level it just depends on learning that character learning how to use that character i mean it's the same thing even in like early smash like smash you know people always stress or like you know you don't play no i'm not a smash player at all so i'm gonna butcher this but people used to say shit like you know don't play like ganondorf because ganondorf's too slow you know he's he hits hard, but he's too slow and he's easy, easily countered. But then you have people who go to tournaments and shit and play Ga- Ganondorf and like Donkey Kong and all the slow characters that just clap. Yeah, like like the game hasn't developed yet. And then on top of that, you never know there's a random god 
play with it. And then the worst part is when you have like like such discourse on this and it's super loud, you know, game companies use social media as marketing research, right? They're going to read that. They're going to be like, maybe our character is too strong, right? And like, they're going to balance it through the opinions of that. But like, that's not, I don't think that's correct because like, look at, look at, you know, Jet, Jet Knives, sorry, Jet. Originally, Jet had like, her knives were really good. Yeah, they, they used to be them. one shot. Yeah, like uh, or like I think it was two shot to the body, one shot to the head, and I think now it it does a little less damage. Yeah. Yeah. So like jet knives and jet uh, jet smoke time. The jet smoke time was what they nerfed actually, and and then they buffed it. They buffed it because people were complaining that they nerfed it, and they buffed it to the or the original like beta timing and they're like this everyone was like this is perfect like you can't just like balance the game based on like someone's opinion uh you have to sit down and actually like break it down right i mean like, the opposite like, good example too for valorant people yeah. were complaining that it was too cheap and look at it now it's even cheaper than it ever was yeah but it's not that strong anymore no yeah right? because people got better at fighting oppers <laughs> like, yeah and that's I mean, the thing though that's where riot made their own decision for once and you know the original decision was community complaint like that's a hundred percent because people would right. just complain about the price of it and the fact that you could buy it now riot was like okay well, we're gonna bring the price back down but we're gonna nerf it which nobody asked for people just wanted to stay that way yeah and so right now there here's my biggest fear right in uh in marvel 3 there's a huge huge complaint about this character named sentinel right now sentinel in marvel 2 was completely broken but marvel 2 over itself is a broken game. So in Marvel 3, Sentinel was like really easy to play. And when he activated X Factor, which is comeback factor, it was like three buttons, your character is dead, right? And then everyone initially complained about it. So Capcom was like, okay, we'll nerf it. But then it turned out that there were even worse problems as the game evolved, like Virgil. There's a character named Virgil who was literally called the dark prince of the game. Because if you had him last as an anchor and he pops his comeback factor, well, your whole team might be devastated in like maybe three seconds and it was worse than sentinel right so like here's my issue like people are complaining now about soul but the game's still being developed and it's looking like in my opinion it's looking like soul's not uh Soul might be really easy to use and very very like direct in his approach but every other character seems like they have even crazier stuff right like zato has like insane like lockdown pressure it might be really hard to execute, but it might be even stronger than so. We'll never know. We'll never know because, like, the game, it's only been fucking two weeks. I don't fucking know why we're doing this. And, like, yes, in two weeks, the easiest characters are going to be at the top because why? You know, they're easy. They're That's their function. Their function is, like, you don't want to learn the game or you don't want to sit in training mode for 19 hours a day figuring out setups. Pick these characters, right? And then play with your heart's content. But then you have, like, you know, the guys in the lab. They're just, like, they're the chemists, you know? They're mixing chemicals. They're figuring out setups. They're figuring out, like, new tech with the game. They're figuring out, like, all this stuff. What happens if those guys, like, I trust I trust the chemists of, of the world. They're probably going to figure out something crazy and kooky, right? And it's going to be completely broken. It's just too early, and that's my problem. It's like, I have no problems with the tier list. I have the problems with the discussions of the tier list that everybody looks at it as a matter of fact. It's not matter of fact, right? Humans evolve, right? And the things we do also evolve. 
right? And when when you have such a human element, like like a video game where it's a one on one or like an interaction between two humans using like a tool set, things will evolve. Why? Because we're fucking humans. <laughs> like, well, a big thing. It's funny because we talked about this a little, but because it's such a young game too, the companies need like the devs need to figure out is it these characters and this is even for older games too yeah are the characters that are at the top now too good or does everyone else need a buff and that's the same thing in valorant that was a big question where okay the top characters being played right now might not actually be the top they might just be the best like they might be finished the best and the other ones need buffed a little bit and then we're going to see that balance come through so i remember early on in valorant uh like Viper was being used in, in EU, especially by the old summon, which is now the Fnatic team. And everyone's like, why are you using Viper? And then the like the, the old Fnatic, like the old Fnatic team summon was like, well, when you lock down a cyber Viper, it's you can't do anything. Yeah. It's easy pickings, right? They didn't touch Viper's ult. They just buffed everything else about Viper. And now her and Viper, her and Astra ruined the meta. Like not ruined, but like they're they're very dominant in the meta because like the post lockdown and the utility usage is insane, right? And like it got to the point where they had to make a new character to to balance out Viper and Astra. Yeah. Like, but like the thing is, is like they told you from day one the ult of Viper is very fucking good. Yeah. After it's a meant situation. to be that lockdown, that you know. Because that's the thing. That's what people like. Yes, you get uh, alt points for kills and stuff. But the original thing when they originally showed Project Alpha was like, you can get orbs, you can get kills, but your alt's going to take a while to get. Yeah. And that's one round out of 13 to win mm-hmm. that you can use it. That's one guaranteed round. Okay, you'll, you might get another one, but then obviously half. So it's like, it, it's one guaranteed round for you almost. Yeah. And when, that's when why Viper, it's not being touched. Like when Viper has her ult on a site, good luck taking it back. Good yeah. luck defusing that bomb. Like you're not gonna see anything, right? And there's no way to nerf it without ruining the character. And that's the thing. At some point, when you balance the character, do you balance what makes them that character? So then you lose all the players that play that character because Valorant has this problem. Fighting games have this problem, right? You 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 when you nerf a character, you don't give them anything back. Then you, you ruin like the, what makes the character fun to play, right? You don't, you can't nerf fun. The whole point of playing the video game, like if we wanted to have the most balanced video game, take away all these special things that make them unique. That's what makes these like video games really fun. It's like, that's there's why so we much have strike <laughs> Yeah. That's like, like just go back to counter-strike. If you want to play like everyone being a great blob from fairly odd It's like, like, no, like that, like, yeah, you can't nerf Viper's ult without taking away something from her and then not giving her anything back. And if you give her anything back, like she's her tool says too too strong because like you got like her 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 toxic pit and her like fucking gas orb, it's too good. And then her Viper wall is amazing. Like that's great. It's and very- the same thing with yeah, same thing with like these fighting game characters. Like what do you do? Like everyone's complaining guilty gear about Soul, Ramatho. The thing is, is like, if you take away anything from those characters right now, maybe like adjust the damage, but you take away their tools that make them what they are, they might they might not be the same character. Like, 
they might not be the like you might lose players for that because I know there's like me when they nerf Ryu and Street Fighter, I'm never playing Street Fighter again. That's my favorite character of all time, right? So it's like I don't know, it, it's just strange. Like you can't just like that's why these tier lists are dangerous because like like the people who do marketing research for your game developer, they're gonna be reading these comments. They're gonna be like, like guys, I think we got a nerf. Uh, we got a nerf Viper's ult because uh, everyone's complaining about it. And then like the developers are like. Have they tried killing Viper? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, it, as much as I hate, for example, I hate breach flashes in Valorant. Right. And uh, it's probably one of the most annoying things. And I wish it didn't exist. But then it, it's it's the community has to look at it from that point of view where it's like, you have to be level-headed. You have to be like, okay, but why does breach have that? Breach has that because the rest of his utility are, is pretty meh. Yeah, it's bad. Like, what's fault line? It's hard do? to like, use. Yeah, like, like, like fault line needs a lot of coordination. Yeah, right. Same, same with her. Same as like his burst wall burst thing, and they 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 buffed it this patch too, but still not as good as like. The well, three yeah. Flashes. His other stuff is really slow, and that's the thing. It's it is easy to get away from. Now the alt is a bit different, but then again, like we just finished saying, it's an alt, and uh, those three flashes. They're, they're like instant and I hate them. But yeah, if you take those away or even make them slower, what, well, yeah, what good is it? Yeah, what good is Breach, right? What is good? What is like, why would you play Breach after if you take away his flashes? Cause like his other tool sets suck. And that's the thing. Like, that's we, you know, at this point, you got, we got to be responsible as a community when we say shit, you know? Like, I mean, I, I just finished waking out about tier lists, but like, yeah, like it's, it, 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 it's insane. Like you can't just like before you, before anyone tweets a complaint, they have to think, look at it from like a lot of other like perspectives. Like we gotta be a little more nuanced as human beings. Right. When we play, when we do anything, just not video games, but like right now in video games, it's like, dude, like if you, if we nerf like Sage's heal, is Sage a healer? Like if we yeah. nerf her wall, is, is is she good as, as a sentinel no like and that's the thing they did that <laughs> yeah and that, and that's why like we've seen a lot of big shifts in the valorant meta with sage with the you know playing more of a duelist with her wall like play, doing it more solo plays and stuff because yeah. her heal like you just said her heal really isn't worth it that much it's a good top-up and it allows people to go for like the initial pick if they don't die okay there's your top-up but she's like like beta sage beta sage was stupid broken yeah. i wouldn't even i don't know i don't know if i'd even say stupid broken but she was really good like a full heal and then her wall her, lasted her, forever yeah her wall like the wall nerf was great yeah but like the heals nerf was strange it's like much like i get healing yourself is less but why is it both ways less you yeah know? <laughs> But so, I, I mean, while we were on the topic, any other new news in the FGC community? So in the FGC community right now, it just seems like everyone like online is back and I'm really excited. Uh, sorry, offline is back and I'm really excited. I'm really excited that uh, offline is back because the netcode for fighting games has been trash. Very bad. And the thing is, is like these Japanese developers, they don't care. Right. Because like until COVID, they didn't care. I mean, they didn't care because like they had the uh, people used to think 
like Japan was the only place where fighting games sold, which is incorrect, by the way. It's not like just recently. This is a recent news. Uh, Guilty Gear has sold three hundred thousand copies. Three hundred thousand copies, right? That's it's never sold more than that in its lifetime ever. Maybe like ten thousand copies, twenty thousand copies, and people they consider that a success, right? But no, it sold three hundred thousand copies. And guess what? All most of it was from America. And why? Because the netcode was amazing, and the franchise had like a great legacy with its community, right? With its and then people were having fun with it. Like people were legitimately having fun. Like a lot of new people were enjoying Guilty Gear for the first time. And they're like, this game is awesome. This game is fun. This game is like great. Granted, if you played the old Guilty Gears, yeah, they're like really, really, really broken, but really expressive. But it's great to hear uh, success for like such a niche title. Like 300,000 might not be like, you know, Fortnite's like 50 million. <laughs> Or like you know, Call of Duty's two hundred million sales, but three hundred thousand for like a, a dedicated hardcore people, where maybe like a quarter of them, or like even like thirty percent of them, are like hardcore fighting game players. That's crazy. That's a lot. Like no competitive community can say they have like hundred thousand players playing it every day, right? Or like anything like that. And Guilty Gear has finally got that. Like Guilty Gear is finally getting the recognition and love it deserves. Granted, it's it's not as like expressive as his other iterations, but it's definitely a great entry point to the franchise. And it's and the best part is you can play online across the world. You and like let's say if I was in Japan and you're in Canada, we could play. It and it, it, will it have hiccups? Fine. No, no, yeah. it won't have hiccups. It's like that's and then the best part is it showed that like you know something from the West works in the East, right? Because for a long time. Western developers are always like, you have to have good online. And they, they're adopting like all these like new practices for online, like rollback, netcode, great lobby systems and all of that. Japan has to catch up on like the UI and lobby system part, but they finally try, they try after 20 years, they adopted, you know, proper online systems and it works. It finally works. And it shows that like, yo, if you have like great online out of the box, new people are more encouraged to play it. And that, that's that's great news. So yeah, um, congrats to Arxis for selling three hundred thousand copies of of Guilty Gear. It was well deserved, really. It's a fun game and it's really friendly to newcomers, and that's cool. That's great. So another thing, you actually brought it up. Um, like you said, obviously FGC returning to offline play, which a yeah. fucking awesome news. A lot of a lot of games coming back to offline play. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you and I here in Canada, we're still a bit. A little a little tougher up here but um how do you how do you think it's gonna affect the canadian scene because i know from what i've heard from a couple of people online is gonna be tougher because of uh obviously the americans and stuff are going back to offline play so as a so i run incentive as well which is like a tournament organizing and production group uh an event production group and like we're we're noticing a significant drop a significant dip in our online events and like while we're happy that, you know, things are starting to go back to what used to be, we're sad because of, you know, all the friends that we made, all the new faces that we met through this online experience. So the online scene for fighting games might, I wouldn't say die, but it'll definitely dwindle. Like, it, it won't be as as popping as, like, uh, it, it once was. Because, like, they're, like, Street Fighter. Street Fighter 
five needs to be played offline, like uh, in my opinion, because that online netcode is very unstable. It's very inconsistent, and unfortunately, they they tried many ways to fix it. The community has like really really hampered on to it, but I think it's so late into its life cycle that they'll 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 fix it for the next game, and I hope they do because online is online can help bridge. A lot of communities, a lot of connections, especially in such a niche genre like fighting games, right? Not everybody plays fighting games in the world, but like if you get everybody around the world connected to play, it might feel like you know, just like a proper community. It also, on the other hand of things, could help streamers too, because the thing is, right? If your netcode is as good as is almost okay, it's never going to be LAN quality, but if it's as close to as possible. People are going to stream and make YouTube videos more because yeah. if they're like, for example, if you take a pro player, I'm, I'm going to say heck and I don't, again, don't know their, how their net code is and shit, but, uh, <laughs> terrible by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Right. And if, so if Tekken got a really good net code and street, like a pro player could stream on Twitch, I'm sure they do already, but they could enjoy, I'm sure they don't enjoy playing online as much because LAN is just LAN and it's going to be the same regardless but they could play against other pros. They could make guides for LAN and stuff. They could make yeah. tutorials and shit. I know a lot of them already do, but I can almost guarantee you the number would be bumped if the net code was better because yes, people the, could just enjoy doing it more. Yeah, and the thing is, is like when you stream, you stream from home, right? You can't stream at LAN. Like you could, but that would be a really strange experience. <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey, buddy, come here, play. Well, I talk to my stream. <laughs> like that's not, you know, like when he's right beside you, that's not. That's not really socializing, right? But like the netcode is really good. You can stream from home and create more content, which creates a, like you said, an ecosystem, which is why it's like really important. Like a game like Tekken, Tekken is so fun to watch, right? Awesome. It's great. The player, the, the history, the lineage, the legacy, the stories behind it, the narratives, the competitors, super great, super awesome, right? Yeah, you can't you can't play that game out. Like you can't stream that game for long. The netcode is really bad. You're going to run into a really bad really really bad connection on top of already a bad like netcode and you're not gonna have a good time at all no not at all but man when offline that game is fucking incredible dude like it's, it's like chess in motion <laughs> except it's really difficult it's hard it's hard to play to execute simple things it's like super great and so much respect and legacy behind it but yeah can't stream it yeah nope street fighter is really difficult to stream too in my opinion you can only play it for like maybe one or two hours before you get frustrated because you're going to run into like instability, inconsistent connections, inc inconsistent uh, like netcode. Like for example, you and I can connect five different times. It might be five different experiences. Yeah. You know, maybe one, maybe one time it's like super nice and buttery. Another time, like we're, we're teleporting all over the place as if we're a super villain. <laughs> and like every other time we might be underwater and it's tough because like, look, I wanted to play Street Fighter and stream Street Fighter all the time. Like it's, I love, I love fighting games, right? I can't do that. It's just, there's, yeah. There's only so much you can take. Yeah, but, it's like fuck, man. Well, as we return to land though, and we we get back to that offline play, there's one other thing that's going offline, and it's this episode. <laughs> hey, but we will be back on Wednesday, back to the regular schedule. We will probably send out some tweets if we decide to change anything up. Uh, but don't forget to follow us on that said Twitter at the Refrag TV, and we will be back Wednesday.